0: WRKS Pickens-Jackson All systems go Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio It's now awarded Live in the studio It's the of Bounds Show with
2: bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the of Bounds Radio app And on your radio at ESPN 105.9 All set, let's go The Zone Good morning. We're going to make it. I feel it. We are the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. I was talking to those guys yesterday. They had another monster weekend. I love to hear it. Also, uh, award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. The Rabbit, baby. DancingRabbitGolf.com. Get you some of the rabbit. Book your stay and play right now. Weather feels great. And uh, play a little golf, a little sports book, a little Philippines. Dancingrabbitgolf.com. Hit us up. Let us know when you're going. And uh, there's a good chance we'll meet you up there. I thought I was just going to take a second residence in September. I was up there so much. It got to the point where, you know, when when you're at a place so much that you know the security guard's that's when you're on property a lot and uh, really kind people. But, um, you know, when you're roaming around a casino, I've done this, you know, a chunk of my professional career because we start early. Um, a casino floor at 5 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning, that, that's, that's a Netflix series. Why is there air? That too, there is plenty of it that they're pumping in. Even then, oxygen—that is—but um, I can't—I can't tell how many times I've walked around that those you know, on the coast, the Beau Vodge, the Hard Rock. Um, where where uh, what's the other one right around the corner that we broadcast from? Oh, IP. Um, golly, I remember those early mornings, Blake, doing that golf tournament down there. The Champions Tour was at uh, Fallen Oak. And Fallen Oak is 20 minutes from the bow, every bit, maybe more. Mm. It's way out in the middle of nowhere. A no. beautiful course. No, I mean, thanks. it's it's extraordinary. Uh, it's gorgeous. Um, And you get out there to do a 7 a.m. show. You have to leave at 2.27 in the morning uh, because, you know, there's shuttles and different things. For years, I, I had a parking pass where I could get all the way up to the clubhouse and, um, but there was one year I couldn't for whatever reason. And so I had to shuttle in at like 6 AM.
1: Oh, brutal.
2: And it was awesome. Yeah. Cause you're, a lot of times you're carrying on a remote like that, the equipment and your, yeah your backpack with yeah. your laptop and everything. And, uh, you didn't have a little, uh, assistant to, to help you out there. No, not during, I didn't have people road tripping oh, with man. me then. Yeah. I'd had the C Spire people around me and. You know other PGA. uh, What is it called? Media relations people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, those people talking about putting in some hours on like the week of a golf tournament. They don't mess around. No, I mean that guy'd be hitting my phone at like you know four fifty five a.m. Yeah, in the morning. But I feel like casino floor. You know i I I know the ins and
1: outs of Pearl River Resort. Yeah, because I've I've been all over that place. The casino at 4 or 5, 6 a.m. is where you meet people like Mike Leach or
2: a guy named slice bread.
1: Guys yeah. Like that. That's that's where you meet those guys. Yeah. The casino floor at 6 a.m. The casino floor at 6 yeah, a.m. They, they have not, they didn't just get there. They've been there since 6 p.m. Yeah. I did. i tell you about the guy. What was I doing? I was doing a show at the Boulevard Why was I there?
2: I don't remember, but uh, this was actually recently. Okay. So this was in the last four or five years. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, the boomerang puts me up. I'm doing a show from down there uh, in their little area thing, and um, I walk out of my hotel and I run into a guy coming in that I know. He looks like death. Mm. He's my. I'm sitting there thinking, let's see at this, at this point. Let's say I was 40, and I'm I'm looking at that guy and I'm like how bad are you going to feel for how many days? Mm, mm, mm. And he looked at me and his his eyes, were, it was like an O blank. I mean, he was hammered and coming off the casino floor, right? Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm drunk. Yeah. And and so I'm strolling out about, I don't know, 545 to go down and set up in the Bow Lobby. Mm. And I, I couldn't help but chuckle when I got, I I thought, man, I think I was in bed by about 9.45, <laughs> had, had, had a good had a good dinner at BR Prime. Yeah,
1: that's what you got to do. And, uh,
2: yeah. you know, had a glass of wine and met somebody, blah, blah, blah. And boom, that guy's just coming in to drop in that hotel room. Mm. He's going to have to get a late, late checkout. And um, I hope he has some leave or, or something stronger. So anyway, yeah, the the casinos at 6 a.m. Is, is a it's got to be a chapter in the book.
1: Yeah, in honor of this start today and talking about casinos at 6 a.m., and it makes me think of you um, meeting Mike Leach in Vegas at, <laughs> at ungodly hours. Oh,
0: that was so funny because um, you had gone to bed. Yeah,
1: standing at the bar, like,
0: wow, what am I drinking?
1: <laughs> yeah, way too many. Dude. So
2: here's what happened for our listeners: um, Blake had a large time at the draft, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, there why was not? a lot of energy. Yeah, and so Blake went all in. At yeah. the draft,
1: and I had to leave the next day or something like, or no, oh no, two days later. Day. That's right,
2: because the next day we did the show from the Caesar's Sportsbook in Vegas, which that's was right. really cool. Um, and you, so I had a late reservation at some kind of swanky place in the Venetian.
1: Yes, for us, I remember that
2: you had to bail because you were going to bed. I was out, so I went by myself and at, but ate at the bar. Because I wanted to check that box. it was a great Italian place. I'll look in my phone to see what where yeah. it was and, and, and oh, and one of the rookies I told you one of the top ten picks had a he, he had rented out one of the private rooms at that restaurant in the Venetian, and his agent and his parents and his girlfriend you know, all these people were there. they were having a big big time. I don't know what that tab was, <laughs> but they hit ten grand in the first thirty minutes uh, easy so because I, I could hear the bartenders talking about it, and that was fun <laughs> well then i'm um, I'm going home. I'm thinking, all right, this this has been a long day. Blake and I flew out at 5 a.m. We got to Vegas. We did the whole thing. We, it's, we did the NFL draft. I just went to a late dinner at this really yeah. bougie place in the Venetian, sat at the bar, had a, an amazing dinner. Uh, met it's got to be other, midnight by yeah, now, right? And yeah, and all of a sudden, Ping, hey, Leach is at the uh, uh, Cosmopolitan. Come over. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you're only out here one, right? Yeah. I mean yeah.
1: Charles Cross was in the first round. That's yeah. why they were all out yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Cro- Cross had been picked and, yeah. and da-da-da. <laughs>
1: Leach wasn't just cruising Vegas. No, for no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> and so I walk up to the Cosmopolitan bar uh, to meet Leach and some other people, and Leach is talking to two people from the NFL network. Of course. And yeah. they're hamming it up and laughing, and these guys are, are, you know, having a good time, and everybody's having fun, and the Cosmopolitan... I I mean, I've been in there before. It is packed. I'm going. It's Thursday, but that's what the NFL. I, I didn't think it would it would bring that many people out in Vegas. Blake. It's
1: uh. So last year the NFL was 48 of the top 50 most watched shows for the fall season. Yeah. So it made 100 percent sense that the first Vegas draft ever would bring in. That type of because Vegas is a destination. Yeah. So for a lot of people, A, the teams are genius. The teams pay for like 50 fans to show up. Right. We were part right. of that. Right. So like We that, had the VIP yeah. access. Yeah. And for some the of them but and they pay some like of the like season ticket holders who they know will dress up, right? Like that big pit. Those are people that they absolutely. are absolutely they know are gonna be. That's go all orchestrated. Crazy. Correct. But then you think about how many people can say, hey, I know the draft's in Vegas. I'll make my yearly vacation this three or four days in Vegas because I can do the NFL draft, which I love the NFL, and also do Vegas, which is the destination. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was insane to see that many people there.
2: But when I walked in the Cosmopolitan at midnight, I, I just was like, uh, oh, my gosh, this is too many people for me at my age. But uh, had an absolute blast. Great, great road trip for sure. It may have been brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Good morning. Welcome in. Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. Big board coming up next. Bar 2 joins us at 730. Dave Dave Bar 2. The big boy. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for making us your sports and entertainment show of choice in the great state of Mississippi. It's a national get funky day, so uh, we'll dedicate that to uh, Jackson Meadows. <laughs> put some fun so tasty and ironic you know what i'm saying yes find your groove and get funky uh it says right here turn up the energy improve the mood smile laugh and dance share the enthusiasm everywhere you go oh this is good none of that sounds like jackson this day encourages everyone to break out of their funk and get funky Add a little spice to uh, our everyday routine. I like it. How many uh, CPA firms you think will get funky today? This is the time, right? This is
1: right could before it gets Did you see me working at a CPA firm? No. No, you're... A, well, okay, the only way you would work at a CPA firm is if you were like the job... You If you were like client liaison and you had to go like get clients yeah. for the CPA firm. That could be the only way. You would be... You're, you're add d, 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 d. yeah <laughs> you, you, you need to be going and doing something different like every 20 minutes uh, that that'd be in you would die yeah you would never last at a cpa firm How, what's your over under can i go a week no you would just walk out after like three hours you'd yeah. be like i'm done yeah no yeah you're not a I don't you're not a get funky person either though. I don't see you getting funky. All
2: right, so here's what it says. Get funky by wearing the brightest clothes. Yeah, no. Dance to happy music. Mm-mm. Smile, laugh, let your hair down. I don't have any of that. High five and hug people.
1: You're not doing that. Have a party. Help a neighbor.
2: Be positive, have fun. Um step out of your normal and get funky. The goal is to generate as much positivity as possible. And that 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 the day will go down as the funkiest
1: in history. Nah, you, that's not you. Okay. You're not you're not that guy. I'm, you're not that guy, pal. I am not the uh, the get funky guy. Uh,
2: all right. Out of Bounds is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. The Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. Seven zero Twitter, Twitter, at Bo Bounds. Uh, oh, oh, listen, I bookmarked something that I thought was pretty good on Twitter, Blake. Uh, tell me what you think about this. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone, WRKS. We're streaming live for you on TheZone1059.com. You can stream us anywhere, always, wherever you are, neighborhood, backyard. Maybe you're in your attic. I don't know why you'd be there right now. Whatever. Uh, maybe your wife kicked you into the attic. Uh, like Tom Brady and Giselle. Um, if you're at the gym, if you're at Fondren Fitness, thezone1059.com, the Out of Bounds radio app. I thought this was awesome, Blake, on Twitter. Um, and, and our Twitter handle, at Bow Bounds. Give us a follow. What's up, what's up? We have fun on Twitter. Some people don't. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Twitter is the kid in a custody battle that neither parent wants. I thought that was pretty strong. The Twitter t- Twitter is the kid in a custody battle that neither parent wants.
1: Wow. They're talking about the the fact that Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter but then kind of not trying to yeah. buy Twitter. It's been back and forth. Yeah, I you know I like Twitter. I think Twitter's great for what it is. Sure. You, know, sure. you have to know you have to know what it is and know what it isn't right yeah you can't use it like it's the end-all be-all but it's a great for sports great aggregate of information it is and quick quick reporting when yeah. I want to know like is KJ Jefferson hurt or not I go to Twitter to see who's who's discussing it there you go you know I, I like Twitter I'll be Twitter's friend. Elon Musk may not want to buy Twitter, but I'll be Twitter's. I think friend. he's
2: just negotiating another price. But, I think he is. Too. I'm with you.
1: I think what he found out, which is what we all found out through some of this, is that Twitter is a lot of smoke. Yeah, not a whole lot of fire. Yeah, there's 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 way more bots. smoke than there is people actually doing something. Right. Yeah. Right. So,
2: and athletic directors or CEOs or politicians even that base their decision yeah on Kind of the ebb and flow of Twitter. I'm talking about missing the boat.
1: It feels like even pro. We see this in pro sports too, like pro owners and. Pro I mean, it's a big place GMs. to virtue signal. Yes, correct. They they use it as like a kind sounding board. Last for, Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's like a sounding board for what can I get away with? What can I do? Like, what? How are people going to react to to these things? Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't know. It's. It's a dangerous thing to rely on every day. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to live there. But it's fun to hang out every now and then, right? I think.
2: I think like the NBA has made a lot of their policies. You know,
1: it feels Twitter. Like, yes, it and, certainly and feels that, like That it.
2: hasn't that hasn't helped them whatsoever. Yeah,
1: it was just dumb. It feels like companies do that too yeah, a lot outside that's true. of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of, of the, sports,
2: no, no question. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I. There's a lot of self righteousness through.
1: Well, if I don't tell people on Twitter all the good things I do every day, how will people know I'm a good person? That's a good point. I thought that was for- It's like the old joke about screenwriters. Screenwriters in LA and New York. If I don't write my play at the local coffee shop, how will people know I'm a screenwriter? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an eco-friendly car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever do, that is. Do you
1: walk right. everywhere? right. <laughs> Uh, Do you have a man satchel?
2: <laughs> Subaru or bust. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, goodness. Uh, did you major in English Lit? Hello. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're going to be live from Rick's Pro Truck tomorrow. Uh, RPT Commercial. Um, unless they tell me otherwise. We are going to be live from RPT Commercial in Pearl at the airport tomorrow. Looking forward to that. RPT Commercial in Pearl Highway 80. It's right across from Muskelly Furniture and right down from the Sound and Communications, soundcomab.com headquarters, where they just moved. And they've got a a cool place, too. So, RPT Commercial uh, is right there on Highway 80. ricksprotruck.com. I am told by Justin. That we are going to be giving away a couple of really, really, really cool things. So the last time I checked, a lot of you drive trucks, SUVs, Jeeps. And um, we're going to have some fun tomorrow. We're also going to have the prize wheel today. So Rick's Pro Truck RPT commercial tomorrow. Prize wheel today at... Did we decide when we want to do that?
1: 930.
2: Yeah, 930. I like that better. I like that a lot better.
1: Um, we have a loaded day today.
2: Right. Day bar two coming up next. Um, we'll, we'll do a deep dive into Texas, Oklahoma. The transformation of Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach getting a plus one against Jimbo Fisher. He also weighs in on Jimbo Fisher. So, Oklahoma and Texas this weekend and the fact that Oklahoma could get boat raced. Uh, Lane train and what is maybe the biggest transformation – in modern-day college football and what he's doing. He's red hot. Uh, The Pirate and Jimbo going head-to-head and the Pirate winning again and what that means for Jimbo and what that means for the Pirate and the plus-one coach effect. And he's going to go over the coach effect again. I know that y'all are busy, right? You're a CPA, you're a salesman, um, you know, you're a plumber, whatever it is you're doing. Um, intergy lineman, and you, but you listen to the show, but we have to kind of, we have to remember to go over things. And he's going to walk you through plus what positive and negative coach effect is, and why Brent Venables at Oklahoma is in danger, in dangerous territory, why Jimbo Fisher is in a bad spot among some other coaches. And then other coaches are plus. I tell you what, the Big 12 has some good coaches. I'll be interested to see where all those guys are going to land. Big 12 has got some really, really, really... They may not have a lot of talent in that league, but they've got some coaches that are doing more with less. And that always impresses all of us. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Fortification in Lakeland Drive. Good morning. Welcome in. Dave Bartu next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line.
0: you know what you need money. because you gotta somehow make that paper, right? Right. Money. The money. You come to the right place for that because it's time for Bo Bounce to show you the money.
2: Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. We've uh, we've done four shows there the last month. It's been epic and fun. Uh, Show me the money on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Don't forget about DancingRabbitGolf.com, DancingRabbitGolf.com. And uh, this we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We want to welcome in our friend Dave Bartu, college football matrix analytics, uh, helping coaching performances, programs find an edge, uh through many many different ways and we want to bring in Bartu. he's back from his hunting trip on the yingling lager guest line bar what's up buddy
0: dude i'm i am back in civilization and uh and ready to roll september is is now gone so now it's full college football the rest of the way for me boom
2: let's uh let's jump right into it oklahoma and texas will be joining the sec in, in the next couple of years and, uh, you know, they've been in kind of a powder puff conference. They've been good at times. Oklahoma's been more consistent. Uh, but they'll be making their way to the most physical conference in the land by far and away. Mm-hmm. Well, they play this weekend, and Brent Venables, former defensive coordinator at Clemson, was named their head coach. Sarkeesian, former OC at Bama, is Texas' coach. And as you look at what's happened with Venables in the last couple of weeks, minus two coaching effect, Walk us through where this could be going, and then we'll get into the, the game and so on.
0: Right. I mean, we lo- we all love train wrecks, right? American loves rubberneck. Train wreck hitting a dumpster fire that's uh, that, that's full of grease, and that's what Venables is steaming towards right now. Um, you know, with you, you'd mentioned these minus two games coach effect. And for everybody listening, I mean, coach effect is essentially, the, the easiest way to put it is, when you lose a game to a team you out-recruit, that's a coaching problem. Mm. Okay? In the SEC, 70% of all the football games played, the better recruiter wins. So the other 30% is you basically got out-coached. Right? Um, so with Venables, the reason it's key for him is since 2000, so we've gone through 21 college football seasons. And there have been a lot of guys with bad first-year starts in college football. A lot, okay? And and there's been a bunch of them that have hit minus four coach effect or worse in their first year. And since 2000, five of them saw year four. Five.
2: Wow. Okay?
0: Everybody else got fired, all right? Now, one of those guys was actually Scott Frost. Who, if he wasn't in Nebraska, would have been fired before year five. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is rare that you have X level of talent, you underperform it by four or more games, and you survive to get a contract renewal. So with Brett Benables, guess what? We're at year one. We're at minus two. We're on, he's on the dead man walking watch list right now. There's all sorts of college football watch lists. Davey O'Brien, Heisman Trophy. This is one you don't want to be on. And he is on it. Because you look forward, you know. Now, number one, Texas out recruits Oklahoma. So even if he loses this game, I'm not going to hit him with a minus one. And I expect him to lose the game. Because Texas has better offensive and defensive scoring efficiency so far this year. So I, I, I lean Texas in that football game. But you look down the road, dude, they just got absolutely killed by TCU. And, and keep in mind, TCU has a brand new coaching staff. It wasn't like it was Gary Patterson and, and, and guys that have been there for 10 years. That's Sonny Dykes in his first year. Just smoked them. And so, man, you're, you're the butt pucker in Norman has to be huge right now because you're getting waxed by teams that don't even recruit in the top 35. Wow. In, in, in the SEC, that's called Missouri. Mm. Uh, Mm. right I mean uh, you you got beat by uh, you got beat by a team uh, TCU not even you know barely top 35 recruiter okay Um, that would be bottom three in the SEC you got beat the week before by Kansas State who doesn't even out recruit Vanderbilt and you're trying to get ready for the SEC dude how scary is that right now I mean you got to be just freaking out if you're a Sooner fan Uh, so you know, it, with Venables, and then you look down the road. He's got a red-hot Kansas team. Can't lose to them, can you? You got mm-hmm. Baylor and Aranda. You got you got Gundy. You know, Gundy wants to hang a hundred bagel on them. Yes, right. I mean, this is this is kind of the revenge be- tour too. Because remember, Lincoln Riley, dude, he could be, he could have been up sixty-three in the third quarter. He's fake putting. He's trying to kill you, <laughs> right? You know, and, and so you don't—you can't tell me that every single guy in the Big 12 doesn't want to do the same thing TCU just did. So if there's somebody that is on the edge right now, because roof leaky roof defense, dude—he—they can't stop anything. You know, and we talked about Levy preseason, the concerns with that, the red flag that was there, and they haven't been able to score the last two weeks. You know, and you have a, you have an up-tempo offense that's running 80, 90, trying to run 80, 90 plays a game with a defensive coordinator that likes to face 50 plays a game, and now he's facing 80, 90. Dude, Venables is on the edge right now, and if you don't like Oklahoma, you're sitting down at the couch with a lot of popcorn.
2: Talk about Texas, Oklahoma this weekend before we go to Tennessee Mm -hmm. and, and LSU, um, Why do you love one of the reasons why you love Texas is Pete Kaikowski, right? The DC at Texas. And this looks like a major mismatch between he and Jeff Levy. So frame up the Texas DC versus the Oklahoma OC this weekend in the Red River rivalry.
0: Um, well, you know, Kajakowski, as I said, is, is I, I think he's one of the elite defensive coordinator minds in college football. Um, and that was really on display, I think, against uh, Bill O'Brien and Alabama when they played in that football game. I mean, he held them to what, 20 points? Can't remember right off the top of my head, but something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so so when it comes down to Kayakowski versus Levy, I think Texas has the edge there. OK, on the flip side. The OCDC matchup on the other direction. It's Sarkeesian versus Roof. I'm taking Steve Sarkeesian all day, right? The the only downside to Texas is the head coach, and his career is horrid, right? I mean, he has never overperformed the talent once in his career. He's one of the bottom 10 graded head coaches in college football, but this is one of the top 10 graded staffs in college football after the head coach. It's a better overall staff than Oklahoma.
2: Okay, so you like know? So, 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 the
0: you know, D.C.,
2: which you mentioned, uh, probably special teams coach, offensive line coach, these guys are legit according to mm. your on-the-field coaching rankings, right?
0: Right. yeah. You know, in, inside the numbers, the Texas staff outside the head coach is absolutely legit. It is phenomenal. There are good guys that have great careers, all over the place. The, the the detriment at Texas is, number one, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You know, It's, it's like True. the Auburn of, of the Big 12, right? It's, it's a soap opera all the time. And we know that Sarkeesian hasn't figured out how to head coach yet. Now, if Sarkeesian can put that together with the staff they have, oh, bloody hell, dude, it is really good. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I think it's a whole lot better than 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 what Oklahoma has and even more so as it relates to the SEC if you look at Texas the last two years Sarkeesian on the offensive defensive line has been recruiting SEC size Texas is way more ready for the SEC right now than Oklahoma mentally physically I I think right now if we're taking bets I think when Texas and Oklahoma end up in the SEC I think Texas is going to do better right off the bat than Oklahoma
2: Dave Bartu, show me the money, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bartu, before I go to Tennessee LSU, uh, Mm -hmm. you you and I had a, a fun conversation yesterday afternoon about Lane Kiffin and his transformation, his reboot, his rehab, all this. And we just don't see this with coaches. Usually if they're crappy early, they're crappy always, uh, this mm-hmm. is amazing what this, this guy is doing. I mean, he is hitting on all cylinders. He has figured out how to run a program, who he wants around him, all that. How impressed are you with what Lane has done since 2014 and taking the Alabama OC job? And then I know at FAU, but it, the last three years in Oxford too, Bartu.
0: Oh, it's just, I don't know what happened. From the Alabama O.C. job to FAU. I I would love to know. I'd love to just sit down and talk to Lane one on one and pick his brain about the transformation because it's rare. This doesn't happen very much. Uh, You don't see a guy that is this bad for so long, so early and then have him turn it around. And it's not just a short term turnaround. you know, I'm trying to think as we're as we're sitting here, I'm trying to think of a guy that I could say is more impressive in terms of the turnaround in his career from bad to good. I'm, I mean he's like the opposite of David Shaw right now. You know, I mean <laughs> you know Shaw, Shaw Shaw's going from good to a bottom 5 bottom 5 program, you know, power 5 program in college football right now. They're a dumpster fire. And Lane, after he left Alabama, see, at at FAU, see, and I was wondering if it was an anomaly, see, because at FAU, he went through coaches. Uh, At FAU, that was their three, they went three straight years, best recruiting classes they've ever had, three straight years under Lane. He, He cycled through players. He cycled through coaches. He kept the scoring efficiency at a high level. Everything was really good there. But I couldn't get over the hump that, look, in the Power Five previously, it wasn't. And then now he's at Ole Miss. Recruiting's consistent. Transfer's consistent. Uh, he cycled through some coaches. Look, he lost DJ Durkin to a and who's probably the most miserable fan base in the SEC right now, <laughs> or should be. Um, and, and, and he replaced him um, with, a, with a lesser experienced guy. Uh, and now Ole Miss, again, top 15 in total team scoring efficiency five weeks in. So I, I can't, off the top of my head, I think Lane – is probably the single most impressive turnaround that I can think of in college football coaching in the la- in, since I've been doing this, 15, 20 years. Right. You know, I mean, you could throw Ed Orgeron in there. I mean, because he was god-awful at Ole Miss.
2: But that was and, one year, as you know, Bartu. I mean, Lane is now right. three, three at FAU and three at Ole Miss. He looks yeah. like a grown-up. He looks like he understands what he wants, which is so critical in business and, and sports, whatever, same thing. And, yeah. you know, like he really knows who he wants around him, and he knows how he wants to run the program.
0: It's killer. I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I just, I'm excited to be wrong because that's the most most fun part about what I do is when I'm wrong because it makes me go back and try to figure out where it went wrong. Right. right. Where's the formula went wrong? How, how do we get better? How do we get smarter? And, and Lane forces me to try to get better and smarter. Now he may just be an anomaly. We may never see that again. Right. But, but when it comes right down to a 10,000 foot level, from my perspective, his career turnaround as a head coach is in college football, probably the most impressive thing I've seen in 20 years.
2: Incredible. He's won like 16 and 19 games or something crazy at Ole Miss. Um, so kudos to him, and they'll win again this week. We're not going over old Miss and Bandy. He is Dave Bartu, Yingling Lager guest line. This is Show Me the Money. Uh, Bartu, let's go to the pirate, Mike Leach. He gets a plus one last weekend um, over Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo, we looked it up. Um, Jimbo Fisher had 56 four- and five-star player, 56 four- and five-star players on his roster, Bartu. Uh, Leach does not have a five-star, and they have 23 four-stars. Uh, just tell our audience what that means as far as a pl- I know you just went over, but I'd like to do it again. Oh, you're, Plus you want one
0: the 10,000-foot level of, of Jimbo Fisher? Is that what you're asking yes, for? Yes, yes. He sucks. How's that? <laughs> Dude, no, no, I'm, serious. I'm serious. If you're an a how there is no fan base in the SEC more miserable than an AM fan is there i mean it's, it's more comforting to be an, Alabama, an auburn fan right now right because with auburn your coaching staff sucks everything's in disarray you expect to lose you know vanderbilt you got one of the worst coaching staffs in college football you expect to get your ass kicked right a&m fan you are the number three recruiter over the last four years in college football you are the number seven recruiter in college football over the last previous four years, coming into last year, you've lost six out of your last twelve games to teams that you have out recruited. Wow! That's horrid! It's it's beyond horrible, dude. Could you imagine Nick Saban going six and six right now? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. There's your there's your number one recruiter. Could you imagine Kirby Spark going six and six right now? No. There's your number two recruiter. Could you imagine Ryan Day at Ohio State going six and six? But, for, but none of them would get an excuse. None of them would get a pass, right? But for whatever reason, uh, Jimbo's got a national championship. He's awesome. Th- this is Mac Brown level of garbage run right now. It's flat out horrible for the talent level they have. There is nobody in college football f-ing away more talent in the last year and a half than A and M. Nobody. Maybe it's in the water. Maybe maybe the water went from Austin. Whatever Mac Brown was drinking, it's in College Station now, and it's just moving its way through Texas, right? But there is no one in college football, or at least the SEC, there's no one in the SEC that should be more miserable than Aggie fan right now. What an absolute waste of opportunity. Total waste of opportunity. Now, getting back to the Mississippi State A&M game, okay? you got a number three recruiter and you had you and and with state you got a top 25 recruiter so yeah the 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 talent difference is is big right but it's not like crazy nuts big okay um you're at home and coming into that game the team with a better scoring efficiency on the year was mississippi state it was a better team mississippi state is a top 20 scoring efficiency on offense team they're top 45 on defense overall they are number 26 in the country in scoring efficiency andm went into that game at number 36 in scoring efficiency now they're number 42 so they got a lot worse um, and so it was a really good scenario and right now andm it's quite simple they go up against a better team coaching wise they're just getting beat wow. they're not elevating the talent I, I i can't i can't i can't sugarcoat it for them i can't you, you, everybody wants to make an excuse, but when you're a top five recruiter, there's no excuses. No. It's coaching. No. Right. You're right. Yes. When LSU is crappy, it is Ed Orgeron. It is coaching. When Ohio State's crappy, it's coaching. If Alabama lost 6 of 12, it's coaching. If Georgia lost 6 of 12, it's coaching. you got to look past it and see that at Florida State, he rode the coattails of one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, Bobby Bowden. Got a generational talent in Jameis Winston, barely won a national title over Auburn, and I and I don't blame him for cashing the checks at A and M. But what does he care right now, right? What does he really care right now? And obviously on the field, it doesn't look like there's that much caring because the product in relation to the talent is bottom of the barrel in college football right now.
2: Damn, Bar Two on the Dave Bar Two on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager guest line. At CFB Matrix on Twitter. He's got the Patreon and everything else going on. Works with uh, colleges, coaches, ADs all around the country to uh, give them a slight not edge.
0: Anymore. No,
2: no. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, so, Bar 2, uh, let's go Arkansas Mississippi State. This is a monster game yep. for both coaches, uh, Leach and oh, Pittman. Yes. Recruiting's a push. Uh, so when you size up the, the the lines going nuts, I think it's because maybe the Arkansas starter, KJ Jefferson may not play talk of a concussion and so on. Uh, Pittman Odom and, and browse have gotten the better of leach the last two years, although very close games. It's in start. Mississippi state and Arkansas handicap it for me.
0: Um, okay. So, you know, pre this is, this is a preseason numbers. Okay. So we got, we got two top 25 uh, recruiters. So right away, when you have nearly equal talent, what do I always say? Take the home team, right? When you got nearly equal talent, always take the home team. So we're checking off the box for Mississippi State. When Then you look at the coaching staff, okay? Overall, I lean towards Arkansas at the beginning of the season. I think it's a better staff. OCDC combination has been better. And we talked about Arnett needs to improve his numbers dramatically this year. Done a really good job, okay? We're, we've moved into the top 50 in defensive scoring efficiency on the season now with arkansas the beginning look they got a they got a top five strength of schedule um and and not to say i think i think mississippi states is is number eight overall i think you and i talked about that uh but i think arkansas is a little bit more front loaded um but you look at what they have done year to date and as, as i've always talked about scoring efficiency to me in season the most important thing is scoring efficiency on offense and on defense Combined. Um, And that predicates what really the game outcome is going to be, in my opinion. So Arkansas has struggled offensively. They've struggled defensively as well this season. So you look at the numbers, they both favor Mississippi State. Mississippi State has better offensive scoring efficiency this year and better defensive scoring efficiency this year. Now, I don't know what the officiating crew is going to be like. So in terms of a total, I don't Uh, have – Uh, I'll I'll lean on that, Um, but, you know, so Mississippi State, in total, they are two-tenths of a point a snap better, per snap better, than Arkansas this year. So, you know, if this is a 50-play game, we're probably looking at 10 points. What's the spread right now?
2: Eight, Mississippi State.
0: I I mean, it started at, Blake,
2: did it start at four? Three, three or four. I mean, it has shot up because of
0: right. Well, what, are, what did I just tell you? The yeah. scoring efficiency year to date pencils out for a ten to twelve point spread. So it shot up because of the performance year to date for both of these teams. In my opinion, that's that's why I, what I would say. So if I'm handicapping this based on performance year to date, um, I, I you know I'm feeling Mississippi State by at least a touchdown. That's a solid number based on their performance year-to-date. Now, if Arkansas is not going to have its starting quarterback, that hurts a lot. You know, Arkansas Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, just like Mississippi State, these teams don't have the depth of your supposedly like A&M's, your Alabama's, your Georgia's, right? Right. Uh, But that's how I handicap the game in terms of talent and coaching. I give coaching edge, um, non head coaching. You, You know what I've said about Leach. Dude's a walking upset. He's crazy. he's crazy. He's crazy. I love him. You know, and he makes coaching changes, which I don't understand, and somehow they work. So he's just on another level of freaky genius. Um, but so you know, so from a head coach standpoint, that leans Mississippi State, you're at home, you got better talent, and you're performing better year to date. Okay. So I think we can all agree that not only the line leans there, everything else backs up that. Mississippi State is deserving to be the favorite in this football game. Absolutely.
2: All right. We're going to wrap it up with this. Dave two on the Out of Bounds show. Um, Hinnon Hooker's playing really good foot, really good football for Tennessee quarterback. Uh, but this is still a tough test because LSU has dudes, uh, even though they're a work in progress under first-year coach Brian Kelly. Tennessee at LSU. Now, two. it's an 11 a.m. game. LSU loves to play at night, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, Tiger Stadium, everybody getting the jet fuel in them all day. Not that they won't by 11 a.m. Dude,
0: Tiger, you know something? Let me tell you something about Tiger Stadium. It's not that scary for offensive linemen. Oh, you told me that earlier this year. Right, right. Do you know, do you know which program had the second fewest fault starts by visiting opponents last year? LSU. LSU. So I actually don't believe the home field really affects the fault starts at all. Okay. I don't think it really makes that big of a difference. If you look at the numbers, most teams have more fault starts at home than on the road. So I think you get it. I think it gets in people's minds. I think it gets in fans' minds and the announcers that oh, this is a great. It may rile up the players, the home field players, but the road guys, dude. LSU doesn't the, – the, the, the LSU home field advantage does not create false starts by the road team. It just doesn't do it. It's not that big of a deal. So, now I will give you the fact that LSU is a top five recruiter. They have dudes. Right. right? they got the second most NFL starts in the last 10 years. LSU does. So, they always have the dudes. Uh, Tennessee has dudes as well. But, you know, when you, when you break this down, I think defensively, I think defensively it's going to be a wash. LSU and Tennessee year-to-date, scoring efficiency on defense is exactly the same. The difference is going to be, obviously, the offense. The LSU offense isn't there. Tennessee is top five in the country. Hooker is awesome. We talked about this on your show last year in nine games. If he'd have played 12 at the same level he played nine, he'd have been in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So this should be as a surprise to absolutely nobody how good he is. And he is the difference in the football game. Because the Tennessee offense is averaging per snap almost a quarter point more per snap than LSU. Oh, wow. Per snap. You run 80 snaps, right? And, uh, you know, that's an extra 20 points in the football game. So I'll give LSU a little bit of home field juice. But realistically, I don't know what the line is on that game. But it's got to be double digits. Tennessee by double digits.
2: It is Tennessee by three.
0: Oh, no? Okay. Well, I'm taking Tennessee to win cover.
2: Okay. <laughs> there we go.
0: Which, which, as we know, is a bit stupid because you also know one of my other rules is always bet the home underdog that is a better recruiter.
1: Ah, uh, so, there you go.
0: <laughs> with, with that in mind, don't bet this thing at all and enjoy the fireworks.
2: Right, right.
0: Uh, real quick, <laughs> uh,
2: coaches that are surprising us. You know. Um,
0: well, we, we got, we, we got Leifold, right? I mean, Kansas, he's plus four coach effect. That's amazing right? Uh, Dickert at Washington state doing a phenomenal job. He's plus two right now on the season. I think that guy is way over his skis already Uh, in your, in your backyard, in your backyard, kind of Uh, keep listen. Cade Womack, South Alabama. Know that name, folks. Know that name. He's doing a really good job there. Now on the flip side, surprisingly bad. We got minus three coach effect at Louisiana. So the new dude there is really struggling at Louisiana right Damn. now. Uh, I think that's been a bit of a disappointment. Um, obviously, the, I, I think the defensive performance at Mississippi State's been solid. Uh, and Southern miss, solid turnaround right now. I mean, you've got really good numbers. There's been a lot of progress uh, with Southern Miss from last year. Uh, to this year cool. so those are some local ones off the top of my head but obviously with Kansas that's really the big story on the year right now incredible. so far
2: incredible they're hosting game day this weekend just absolutely uh incredible all right Dave Barto, thank you buddy we may have to do 15 minutes again later in the week but we'll see how it this all plays out
0: I'm ready to go Take- I am jacked up and I am going college football for the next eight straight weeks
2: College Football Matrix, Patreon at CFB Matrix on Twitter. Dave Bartu on the Yingling Lager guest line. Show me the money. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. It's a great place to hang out for game day. Enjoy some tasty beverages. They have food, 25-plus TVs. Super cool place to take in the games. Uh, hey, if you missed any of the show. Go to Apple Podcast, Cersei Out of bounds Show with Bow Bounce. Driven by the Ram trucks at Mack Hike and Flowwood. Also, Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs, and Rick's Pro Truck RPT, ricksprotruck.com.